0: Hello Knockouts, Tanya TKO here, and we are here with episode number 8 of Goddess Off The Grid. And I'm excited about today's episode because we are circling back around and having us a sex and sexuality discussion Again, because the last time that we came out and we did in part seven, we talked about pegging and whether that makes a man homosexual or heterosexual if he's doing it with a woman or a man, etc because the very same day that we put that podcast out, the singer tank went viral. Some of you may have heard the audio, but I've also dug up two additional audios where he had a Freudian slip, as well as lambasting other men for their vinaigrette salads. (laughs) Listen, oh God, we're going to jump into what that means in just a moment then the company always you know the sanitary napkin company they've removed the symbol for female from their packaging to be more inclusive i posted this on my facebook page just to get a sense for how people were feeling about it and my goodness oh did it turn into a big brouhaha but i did tell some people i would give them some shouts out and so i'm going to shout out some people with who i felt had the most profound comments On this subject I also want to hear how you feel so make sure that you drop your audio and then we're going to pull that back around when we do freedom Friday today is what would you do Wednesday and we're going to be doing our first skit today so I'm excited about having that when we do the skit I'm going to implore you to leave voice messages and answer what would you do and we're also circling back around to some goddesses who have dropped some audio that I feel need to be addressed. They're concerned about catering to men when some of their needs may not be met. And so that's a conversation that we also need to just jump in, dive in, and pull ourselves up into and really disseminate that because there were some arbitrals in their comments and I want you all to listen for the arbitrals as well. Speaking of you all listening, you know what? I just I want to take a few moments before we take the break and just thank all of you so very much for all of the support. We are breaking records on Goddess Off the Grid and I, I'm so humbled and I am so grateful, so thank you. Most of our episodes have already past 1000 downloads so continue to do that thank you for the five people who have rated us on apple podcast thank you for the people who continually send in voice messages and subjects as you know when you become a monthly supporter you get a special email address to be able to drop off your topics for discussion on the show so you all are producers Actually, because you submit the topics that you want me to dive into. So that way, you're supporting the podcast, and I'm supporting you by also creating the content that you want to hear. And listen, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm so tired right now, I'm so fatigued. I have been working, oh my goodness, I've been burning that midnight oil. Gods and goddesses, I've been burning the midnight oil, but we have gotten a lot accomplished. I want you to go over to my website, tanyatko.com we have a brand new banner up there with the goddess off the grid skirt blowing and flowing I'm really happy about that that was the image that most of you loved when we did the survey if you're not on my mailing list make sure that you get on the mailing list so that you can be there to help craft the direction that we go in help craft what it is that we do here and how it looks if you're not on that mailing list go to tanyatko.com forward slash subscribe and join the mailing list that way and i also have a great oh my goodness i'm so excited about this as well Uh, you know what i'm excited about a lot of different things because as we are burgeoning we are just this is my dream incarnate This is what it is that I've been... If you only knew all of the amazing things that are taking place behind the scenes, I'm telling you, if you have not gotten the book of affirmation self-love yet, I implore you to get it. Invest $20 in yourself to shift and really create the life that you want. I do my book at night, and I've been trying to figure out what the magic of it is because i'm telling you the abundance just continues to flow in like there's so much out there there's so much love there's so much money there's so much peace there's just so much of it like today i was just i was just so overwhelmed i was brought to tears with just glee because there's so much that is coming into my life and i am living my dream This is the dream right here. I'm off the grid. I'm in nature. Right now, I'm looking out at trees and desert brush and mountains. I'm in a canyon right now in a rancher town in Southern California. As you know, I am goddess off the grid. I live full time in an RV and I travel across the United States most of my time I spend in California because there's so much stuff that I need to do in the city of Los Angeles. I'm telling you life is so good right now and I want you all to be able to come along for the journey. I am investing in learning about this burgeoning new industry. I'm going to tell you all more about it. Should I give you a little hint? You know, I will give you a little tiny hint. Listen closely. All right. Cannabis. You know what, there's so many of us that shearcropping has been such a painful part of our history. However, I am looking into ways of reinventing modern day shearcropping where we get to jump in on the ground floor of an industry that is booming and the depths of the growth of this industry, really, we, we don't even know the bounds just about yet. And it all circles around this book of affirmations. There's some magic that exists in the book. I'm telling you, I truly, truly believe that the creator, that universal source spirit, that something, when we write books, when we have ideas, I truly believe that those ideas are implanted into us and they come through us as a manifestation of the Most High. I truly believe that. So wherever you are out there, whatever stage of life you're in right now, keep going. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. I'm telling you that from a woman who in 2016, I was living in my car. Now the amount of money that I pull in each month is almost what some people make in a year. And there's still more and more coming. And I'm telling you that we may not really know the path. We may not really know exactly how. However, you plant that seed and you water that seed. You water that seed by getting educated, by getting coaching, by getting these courses. Not everything is going to pan out. You know, you had a trial and error. But there's something about putting that energy forth. And with the book of affirmation, Self-Love... You put that energy into just rewriting the affirmations and then you go to sleep and it's like your guides and guardian angels. It's like, remember when you were little and you had the the tooth fairy and you would put the tooth under the pillow and you would go to sleep and voila, you would wake up and there's money there. It's like in the middle of the night, something carried off that tooth and replaced it with finances. That's the way I feel with the book of affirmations self-love. I write out the affirmations at night and I can feel them taking shape and giving birth and taking form while I'm asleep. And then I wake up and I'm tell, listen, we're supposed to be talking about sexuality and stuff in this edition, however, I would be remiss if I didn't let you all know ways that you could better your life. I wasn't even trying to make money this month. As you know, I haven't done a video in quite some time. I haven't put up videos on Facebook. However, things have been happening. Things have been pushing into motion that even without me trying, money comes to me. There's an affirmation that I have in the book that says, Each and every day, more and more abundance flows my way. And it is effortless. It's effortless. And I just, before we started talking about dick and salad tossing and analinga, conalinga and all of this... I wanted to let you know that right off the bat. So thank you all for the people who have come along the journey. And I hope that my life is is like a painting, is like a canvas for you all to see what is possible. I had this huge business, TKO Skin. And I loved TKO Skin, but it wasn't my dream. And people loved TKO Skin. And I closed TKO Skin in order to follow this internal calling that I had. I followed that calling. It led me into (laughs) displacement, living in my car, the hardest point of my life. And there were some people who laughed at me and they were like, oh, you should have never closed the business. You should have this. You need to run back. And I continued to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I wasn't where I wanted to be, but I wasn't where I was. And I kept putting one foot in front of the other. And I believed so much in what it is that I had inside of me that I went all in. And it's like I couldn't see it at the time. I couldn't see what was forming before me. I couldn't see what was forming. I couldn't see what was taking shape. However, I continued to paint. And I continued to just show up each day and show up for myself because... If I didn't believe in me, who would? If I didn't invest in me, who would? If I wouldn't forgive myself, then who would? If I wouldn't give myself the grace and the unconditional love. There are so many of us out there who want unconditional love. However, we're not even willing to give that to ourselves. So, if I wasn't willing to give myself the unconditional love, homeless, I'd love myself. Overweight, I'd love myself. Here, messed up and looking crazy, I love myself. People talking about me in public, I love myself. Not having the fancy foods to fill myself with. Not knowing where I was going, but trusting in it anyway. Putting one foot in front of the other. If I wasn't willing to show up, for my own self in that way, then how would I ever expect anybody to give me something that I, listen, if you can't get unconditional love anywhere else, get it from inside of you. And I do have an MP3 for forgiveness to release some of the the things that are holding us back from really being able to soar. Because when the phoenix rises from the fire, it is brandish brand new, baptized in the flames. It does not have anything that is holding on to. So you know what, I didn't mean to get all preachy before we jumped into today's topic. I just really wanted to say thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the people who are contributing monthly. We do have a new way for you to contribute monthly on my website tanyatko.com forward slash podcast I even bought the URL goddessoffthegrid.com that'll lead you to the same site on that site, you'll see ways to be able to, to contribute monthly because there are people who are contributing through the Anchor app, and I'm not able to see your email addresses through the Anchor app, so I want to be able to get you the email address to be able to submit your topics. So make sure that you come on over to TanyaTKO.com, get in the mix, help me produce the show, and I'm I, you know what? I'm sorry we took this segue before jumping in. I hope that you do appreciate it, though, because what I'm, what I'm saying, I mean it from the heart heart i mean it from the heart so contribute monthly thank you to all of the people who are on my mailing list who took the survey about the different perks that you would like so come over to the website and see the different perks that you'll get when you do contribute monthly and i feel like we've we've talked so much before jumping into the topic that i just want to just go straight to break and then jump into the topic we'll be right back
1: i think i used to be kind of slow right before i was introduced to tanya And then after I I, I spoke with Tanya, comparing the relationship I had with myself before Tanya and the relationship I had with myself after Tanya, (laughs) it is super amazing. I feel way much more powerful. I'm able to come. I I have, I think I've even, I've changed a lot. I've changed a lot. And it, it was for a really good, it was It is working out in my best interest. I'm not ever going back. I'm not. And I don't even allow... People, to speak to me, nobody male or female, especially the males. I don't allow them to speak to me the way they wanna. I don't allow a lot of things. I'm just really happy that I've met you, Tanya. Thank you so much.
0: And we're back so we have three different audio clips I want to set this up for you so that you will know what you're listening to in each clip in the first clip tank is on some panel where it sounds like there's Angela Yee there I've heard her voice before it could be Angie Martinez I don't know but I've heard her voice before her voice is very distinct so he's on some panel with her and he's talking about sucking dick once or twice that's going to be the first audio second audio is tank in concert oh he had a freudian slip gods and goddesses he had a freudian slip and then the third audio is tank jibing about getting his salad tossed so let's listen to those those two girls
2: so let's say a guy sucked a dick one time
0: jesus christ
2: does that mean that? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Say twice. Say twice. earlier. Why are you I so suck you dick twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting so for I the rest of this. <laughs> Am I just sucked a hate? dick twice. Does that make Am you I gay? Gay? no? No.
3: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. So <laughs> I just and, sucked a dick twice. And, and this is a, this is twice as twice as excessive. Okay. No, so now i twice as excessive. No, but, but let's dig into it, right? Okay. <laughs> then suck, he did. He sucked the dick once, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like. I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Let you know me try saying? it again. Let me try it again. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you know what? It's not for me. Don't like the taste. You see what I'm saying? So Don't like he, the taste. We're not
2: talking <laughs> about chicken. We're talking about dicking. You
3: what? Dick, right. well, I, you know what? <laughs> dick know in his jaw. Dick in his you, jaw. How you made a bar out of chicken Because she's and an artist, artist heart. Heart.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Natural. It comes natural. Um,
3: but it doesn't mean he's gay. It means he sucked dick twice.
2: Okay. So just for the sake of your argument, that's okay. I got
4: you.
3: This record right here is about eating pussy. Right?
2: See, I knew that.
3: I knew that already. I knew that. I knew that.
2: I, knew that. I just
3: want to clear up the confusion. All right. I'm 41 years old. I'm eating a lot of pussy. I'm what they call an expert on the subject.
0: I've been sucking dicks in heads for 20 years. Well,
3: So as I sing this
0: song,
3: I want... Now I had to pull over to the side of the road and talk to y'all for a second. You know, I just think it's a crying shame that in 2016, we have grown men afraid to admit that they like they salad toss. I think it's unfortunate that you are scared to be yourselves. There's nothing wrong with having your salad tampered with every now and then. It doesn't mean that that I like a man because I like my salad tossed. Nothing against the guys who like guys. It's just not my thing. But there's nothing wrong with, you know, having your salad, you know, visited every blue moon. It's, it's my motherfucking salad. I can do what I want to do with my salad as long as a woman is involved. That's just how I feel about it. No utensils. No utensils. You know what I'm saying? So just because don't nobody want to go down your nasty-ass old stanky vinaigrette salad, stanky booty-ass boredom, don't get mad at me. Tell her toss Wednesdays. Just, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just try it. Have your woman, you know, wipe you down and... Get
0: Okay, so I wanted to play those three for you because so that you can get a fuller picture. Listen, I don't know what is going on. Let's, let's, let's start with audio number one. I wanted to play that full clip for you because there are people out there who are playing only 30 seconds of that clip where Tank is talking about sucking dick once or twice. However, as you hear in the audio, he says sucking it twice is a little excessive. However, if there was a second time that a man wanted to go down there and then realize that he was not down with the get down, that that even twice doesn't make the man gay. Then in the second clip, oh my my my, <laughs> he had a Freudian slip on stage, and this audio was leaked. Did you hear the girl in the audience? She was like, "What?" He said he'd been sucking dick. So yeah, so he had a little Freudian slip where he was supposed that the song was about eating pussy, but then he was, was feeling a little loose and intoxicated or whatever, and said out loud that he'd been sucking dick since something something. So look, Personally, I don't know what Tank has done in his private life. There are people who are speculating that the reason that he has such a liberal view about sucking dick is because it is something that he enjoys. So I don't know. And you know, especially from being here in L.A., I get to hang around a lot of people who are some of the faces that you see on TV, in the music video, on political panels, etc. And one thing that you learn is that these people are really just people they're just people who have done something who have become more noticeable and more recognizable to public people but that doesn't mean that these people are perfect It doesn't mean that these people lead exemplary lives and it doesn't mean that these people are people that we should model our lives after they're just human beings so I'm not here to say whether tank sucks dicks or stills like sucks or did it once or twice I don't know i don't know and that is not my business he's a human being just like many of the men that you date in your lives And we got to ask the questions what it is that they're doing. You know what I mean? So that we can get a clearer picture. And like I said, each person is going to be different. Like even with me, like there's some of you who think that I'm famous. Like you send me messages and you think I'm famous or you meet me out in the street and you think I'm famous. But from a person who is well known by many, like my videos have been seen more than 90 million times. And when I'm in New York or I'm in LA or I'm traveling, there are people who stop me and they're like, oh my God, you're tanya tko and trust and believe i do not feel famous i feel like a regular person i go to the grocery store i walk and work out in the mornings. i have a family like there's some like there's some people when i'm doing the vitamin e sales they don't think i have a family that i live in the real world and i'm like no it's sunday i'm with my family and i'm relaxing (laughs) Listen, let's jump into the, the clip three and then in the third clip, oh my, oh, did you hear him? He was talking about getting his salad tossed and being open-minded and all of the other stuff. And so that is a perfect place for us to jump right into this conversation. About four years ago, I realized that we hate men, even men. I realize that men in their practices of how they regard men and other men's bodies and what a woman's worth is when she comes into contact with a man I realized then that we absolutely despise men. There are so many people that come to my platform and they're like, oh, Tanya, you hate men. You hate us, oh, you hate men. You're a man-hater, right? On my platform, we talk about leveling up. As you know, I am Tanya TKO. I'm a self-love specialist from tanyatko.com. I help you learn how to love yourself and each other. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist, I am a life coach, and I am the author of an amazing book that you can find on both Amazon and my website called The Book of Affirmation Self-Love. This book completely rewrites your subconscious programming. I am here to help people live their best lives this is why I do what I do and people mistake what it is that I do the critiques that I have for people who are underperformers and people who perform subpar and are content with a level of sub sub mediocrity and people confuse that for hate. Me telling women to level up in XYZ is not my hatred for man. It is my love for society and telling men, telling those types of men that you've got to do better. Subpar is not good enough. We talked about black women and her trajectory to escape poverty is on par with white women until she gets toggled down with a black man. That's here in America. I'm hoping that this conversation can be the catalyst for other ideas to take shape inside of your mind. Let's talk about this hatred, this internal hatred that men have for themselves, that women have for men, that we have for men. It's like, it's, it's kind of the, the opposite. We subjugate women, but yet we hold them in this esteem and on this pedestal but yet we still subjugate them and wipe our feet on them and treat them in a downtrodden way. But our principles that regard women are principles that show deep down in the arbitrals. And as you know, in the Tanya TKO show, the arbitrals are reading between the lines. So in the arbitrals, we have these, these policies that show how much we truly love divine femininity, how much we love the divine feminine yet hate it simultaneously. And with men, we have men in power and men on top and men using the patriarchy to keep themselves in power. Yet the arbitals and the ways that we regard men and the ways that men regard themselves show just how much they despise men's bodies, how much they hate penises, and how much they're disgusted by the seed of life in their semen. Let's talk about it. Let's jump into this whole Tank thing. Alright, so Tank says if you suck a dick once or twice that doesn't make you gay. It reminds me of I used to have this meetup group called Ready to Mingle when I was in New York and I lived in Harlem and I would throw these parties to get people together and you know and meet one another and I I would have these trips so that men and women can come together those who didn't want to be single we could be ready to point 0 mingle right It was a great group we had a board game night one night and on the board game night if you didn't answer a question you had to take a deer and so these girls, they seem pretty eager not to answer the question and to take the deer. And their deer was to kiss one another. Oh, goodness. So we have these two heterosexual women kissing each other, and, and they were like, Do you want us to do more? More? Right? Oh, goodness. Listen, listen. And I was just, I was just stunned, and I was like, no, 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 that's enough, that's enough, that that was me in the front, while people are cheering on for them to do more, and they seem willing to do more, but I, you know, I just, I, I, you know, that, uh, that, it's not my thing, you know what I'm saying, however, there are many young women who, quote unquote, explore in college. You know, they explore with one another, they lick on birdie here or there, roll around with each other and when all is said and done they're like, oh that was a phase and then they go about their business, they get with a man, they get married, oh you know, speaking of, I have seen some very profound things and if you look around in your life, it may be the same way in your life, but the wildest girls the wildest women were always the ones first married and first babied, and they are living completely different lives in the suburbs. You Like some of these chicks, you, you wouldn't recognize them in Miami, holding their stockings down on their knees, doing all types of, listen, let me change the subject. Uh. But you wouldn't recognize them because now they're all married and have babies. But the things that they were doing when they were in their young exploratory phase. And that's because we regard women's bodies with such esteem on the hierarchy. Touching a woman's body makes you clean. Touching a woman's body makes you nourished. Touching a woman's body creates you brand new. It lifts up your value. However, what happens when you touch a man's body? Men's bodies make you dirty. Men's bodies sully you. Semen is an insult. Don't let them squirt it on your face. It's insulting. From the windows to the walls, huh? We have men who are running society, and yet they are still running these ideas of internal And underlying hatred for men and their penises. If you really think about it, they have this thing called lipstick lesbian. Listen, I love you all so much because you educate me on all the lingo. So they have this thing called lipstick lesbian. Those are the women who are gay but they are are very feminine. They also have this thing called pillow princesses, the girls who just lay back and allow themselves to be serviced and etc, etc. If you think about a woman, right? Are there any derogatory terms for a woman who has been with a lot of different women? Think about it. Do, do we, are we calling them skeezers or skanks because they're with a lot of women? No, as a matter of fact, they have this allure. They have this Aphrodite Venus allure about them. And we're like, oh, I want to know more about you. Oh, you're so intriguing. The more women a woman is with, it doesn't really seem to blemish her in any way. If anything, that's kind of like, oh my, look at you. Who's <laughs> you? A bad girl. <laughs> You're naughty. But now when it comes to men, what are the names that we call women who have been with a lot of men? Skeezers, skanks, thoughts, all types of derogatory names. Because the implied premise, the arbitol, is that men are dirty, their penises are dirty. This is why it's okay for a woman to be lesbian, lis- lipstick lesbian or pillow princess. People even laugh at the, the dykey, the butchy women. You know, they're benign, oh, you, you, you ha, 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 right? But the scour that we have for men who like men because it's the whole same, it goes underneath the same premise of hatred for penis. If you're a woman and you touch penis, penis makes you dirty. If you're a man and you touch penis, it also makes you dirty all across the board, whether you're male or female the crazy part about it is I have some very young 60 year old associates and you would not know that they were 60 from looking at them. I'm telling you 60 is the new 40 nowadays. And I hear that it doesn't even get better up into the ages. That we still have women who are crossing over into 60 who don't want to be seen as quote unquote easy here in this society. So you still have to play the effing game. 20, 30 years before damn death. You already passed middle age. You still got to be up there playing virginal and coy at 60. God damn, you got grown ass kids. And you still got to be up there like, Ooh, mm-hmm. this is the first time I've heard this joke. Oh, you're so clever, aren't you? Come on, who got time for all of that? So whoever you are, wherever you are, from eighteen from 1880, penises that touch you make you dirty. If we really loved men, if we really thought of the phallus as a magic stick, the more magic sticks you come into contact with, the more magical you as a woman would be. Instead, the more ma- quote-unquote magic sticks, the, the opposite of the Midas touch. Because whenever this thing touches you, it turns to crap. You become dirty. You become st- stinky You become just a scale you become nasty The more penises that touch you the more nasty you are think about this Have you ever seen a video of a young girl because we've seen the videos where the young girls are getting whipped and beat? Because they're, they're dating the they're quote-unquote fast dating boys or interested in boys you ever seen a girl get whipped or beat on the internet because she was interested in girls, because she was hugged up with a girl. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but what I'm saying is that the prevalence of a young girl realizing her heterosexuality and deciding to couple up with boys is worthy of violence to these parents. Being with a boy is so destructive to you and to your body that in comparison to that, that they would rather attempt to destruct and destroy your body themselves. I never understood how you expect a person to value their body while you're devaluing it. I never understood that. Like, these parents don't really have a plan, okay? Your, 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 your daughter is going to one day like boys. However, our hatred for male kind is so intense that it pulls up violence in parents. So how does this relate to tank? I see so many men on the internet and so many women, especially black people, especially black people, lambasting tank. Nigga, you gay, just come out the closet. Nigga, you sweet, you sugar in your tank, tank. Going on and on and on and on and on and on. And they don't realize that what it is that they're doing is continuing to promote this hatred of men's bodies. So Tank says, if you suck a dick once or twice, that doesn't mean that you're gay. And I wonder, I wonder, would we rather be with a man who doesn't know whether or not that's something that he's interested in, or a man who knows for sure that he's not? And this is something that I see so prevalent in the black community because of the hyper-masculinity that's promoted among men of color, including men who are Latino. The crazy part about it is that in reality, it's so much different than the fantasy, because in reality, the hardest of men, the men who are not able to be flexible or soften themselves for a woman, those are the men that are overcompensating. The men who are super macho, who are super adamant and super aggressive and have this hyperlized idea of masculinity. Those are the ones who are questioning or curious. There are so many Caucasian men out there who have experimented and they've done their thing. And then they go and they marry a woman and they just live their lives. I remember I, was, um, I met this guy once on a matchmaker dating site. And he and I were talking, and I don't know how we got into the conversation, but I think it started when he said he went to boarding school. So I'm going to tell you all this because the more money you come into contact with, the more different ideas and the more freedom people seem to have. So I had a friend whose brother got a scholarship to boarding school, and he went away to boarding school, and he came back with all types of stories about The things that these boys would do in these boarding schools, like, oh my gracious goodness, oh, if I told you some of them, you know what, I'll tell you two, I'll tell you two of them. All right. So-called cleaning out the shower, right? So like the shower had like a step, a part that you stepped over that was maybe 12 inches high or whatever. But them in their youngness cleaning out the shower, I guess as best as they felt they were cleaning. And then, plugging up the hole, putting powdered iced tea or lemonade in there, and then the boys sitting down in this water, this iced tea lemonade water, and drinking it as they sit there, you know, just chilling there together That's one I personally find that grotesque, you know because you all, all types of fart and piss in the water you can' how you, how you you can't control someone's bladder you know when it's nice and warm sometimes it feels so good to release. So, mm mm, mm mm, mm mm. And then the other one is this thing. They would put a cookie on the floor and masturbate in a circle. They would each masturbate. Well, first of all, masturbating in front of one another. Look. They would masturbate and then they would climax on the cookie. And the last person to, well, you know where this is going the last person the climax was the one who had to eat the cookie oh goodness I kid you not so I was talking to this guy he went to boarding school and I asked him about some of the craziness that may have existed in a boarding school and he told me that when he was young he had an encounter with another boy so he must have been what 11 or so and he was away at this boarding school. And men are a little different than women are. You know, their anatomies on the outside. I think men have a lower threshold for their standards or whatnot. And he said that he had an encounter which involved, because you know me, I ask questions. This was before I became a life coach, but it's like the question, answer, and holding space was something that was always there which led me to getting you know my training and becoming a life coach officially but nonetheless so you know I asked questions so this encounter involved oral sex between them and he said that that was the only time that it happened he felt very confused you know this was his best friend and they were very very close and after that encounter he he didn't have the desire to be with another man or whatnot so he just went and lived his life and continued to live his life as a heterosexual but this was something he tried out he realized you know even though he was horny at the time and he engaged in it he just was it wasn't something he was interested in another guy that i was speaking to he he told me about a time that he received oral sex from a man So he says that he was a teenager, maybe about 14 years old, and he was hanging out with this guy, an older guy, who was grooming him. So the older guy would play, like, video games with him, and he would, he must have been a family friend or something like that. I don't remember all of the details of the story. But he would, like, play video games, and then he would throw on some porn. And so, you know, you're watching porn, you're going to get aroused, you know, so he says that he was watching porn with the guy he got aroused and that the guy was like down on his knees in front of him like please please you know let me do this no one will know blah 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 let me suck on you blah 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 and he was like nah he was like nah I ain't ain't into that I ain't into that but you know he was young and he was still hanging out with this guy and one particular time he says the guy was just really super persistent and had his his face done on his crotch. And he was like uh, oh, you know he was like well i'm already hard he said he's gonna do and that it's gonna be you know an experience unlike any other because the guy was really hyping it up he was like oh you've never experienced anything like this with the suction it's much better coming from from a male and all this other stuff so he says he decided to try it out and he said that he had his eyes closed and he was like trying to concentrate and trying to really get where he wanted to be on the other side of a climax but he said he looked down and he saw the man's bearded face and he just he said he just lost his erection he just he couldn't do it he was just like okay i'm i'm good i'm good and he said that, you know, he he still continued to hang out with the guy, but the guy would persist and persist, and he just never let the dude go down on him again. He said he just wasn't, he wasn't interested in it. He tried it, he looked down, he just, it wasn't something that he could get into, seeing the man's bearded face and his masculine face down there. He said that, you know, with your eyes closed, you can it can feel good, however the thought, the idea, all of this stuff. But he you know, he tried it, it wasn't what he wanted, he moved on. Now, these are three stories that I've gathered throughout my life about different guys experimenting. And I know that I'm not unique. I think that what it is is that I hold space. And so I'm able to hear a lot of other things that other people may not be able to hear if they already shut the conversation down with a preformed idea. I can imagine that there are a lot of men out there who have experimented. But do we create the space for them to openly admit, hey look, you know, I experimented, it wasn't for me, I've moved on. Or do we give them the scarlet letter? So they were like, oh look, once you've been touched by a man, nigga, you gay. You know, you ain't no good. To throw the whole man away most people have curiosities most people are on this sliding fluid scale of sexuality where you are on the scale could be 45-55 70-30, 80-20, 90-10, 95-5 it could be any number however where you are on that scale has nothing to do with cheating or your integrity Many women feel that, oh, if a man has ever touched a man, you know, throw him away because I can't trust him because he'll cheat on me because I just don't have that appendage. I'll never have that member for him. However, a person deciding to cheat has nothing to do with their sexuality or where, where they are on this fluid scale. A person who has integrity respects and honors their commitment regardless it's like, look, there are other women out there with other pussies. How many of us women have been in relationships with men who cheat on you with somebody who has the same part that you have? So it's like the choice to cheat is not something, that is, is not something that's related to your sexuality. For example, there are people out there who are bisexual and pansexual. And when they're in a relationship with a person of a particular gender, they're faithful and committed to that relationship. That is a person issue. A person who decides to cheat is not cheating because somebody has a better pussy than you or because somebody has a dick and you don't have a dick they're cheating because that is who they are as an individual that is how they regard their commitments that is how they regard honesty so is a person gay or straight because they've tried something out i mean you know what as a matter of fact what about all of the the gay people out there who have tried pussy or tried dick and they were like, nah, uh-uh. Does that make them straight because they tried it and tried to like it once or twice? In the audio, Tank talked about the art of being gay as a continuous action. I think that we have to do away with these labels of straight or gay because most people are on a sliding scale and each person's sexuality is unique to that person and I think it really takes getting to know a human being to know what it is that their proclivities are I think many of us would be surprised if we really sat down and had honest conversations with other people without judgment with just holding space for them to open up and speak their truth I think many of us would be surprised at what other people say so we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to jump into this always discussion and this symbol that represents femininity or fertility and that being taken off of the packaging for inclusivity so stay right back after the break
2: I'm so glad that you touched on the idea that some of the younger people are now closed minded about sex I tried this conversation too many times with my husband now i'm only a few years older than him and he's set and stuck on no that's gay etc etc and he just some things he just doesn't want to have to deal with anything so i have to slowly but surely talk him into it and then he's like okay and then i always have to tell him like what we do together is not gay it's us right So I'm like really excited that you did speak on that topic because they need to, this younger generation needs to know because it's ridiculous of how little things get twisted up and all of a sudden it's gay.
1: Most of the times during sex, men barely know what to do to please the one. They... Very rare you'll come across a guy that will know what to do. And now they want to be pegged on top of that. Like, seriously, I think that the only way I could be understanding with a guy that wants to be pegged and may consider pegging him is if he's going out of his way to, to please me. Like, he's doing a lot to please me. I I can't see men they already demand so much from us women so already where sex is concerned. They are most demanding about what they want and their needs being fulfilled and all that. Now they want to be pegged. I don't know. I just think based on my experience I'm not, I'm not sure about I'm not sure about the pegging
0: part. Welcome back. Remember, this podcast is sponsored by you, the listeners. So come over to TanyaTKO.com forward slash podcast and sign up for a monthly subscription. There's even an area there to give a one-time contribution. I got the perks from you all from the survey. So also make sure that you're on my mailing list, tanyatko.com forward slash subscribe, so that you will know when the surveys come out so that you can give your voice. And speaking of which, you know when you subscribe monthly to the podcast, you get a special email address to be able to submit your topics for discussion so that you can be kind of like a producer of the show, which steers the conversation. And we cover the topics that are most important you at the bottom of that page on tanyatko.com forward slash podcast there's also an area for you to drop your comments so I'm looking forward to hearing what it is that you have to say and also on the anchor app is where you can submit your audio and so for those of you who are monthly subscribers, let me know whether or not you'd like a special email address to be able to deliver your audio off of the Anchor platform. Let me know whether or not we should set up a Dropbox address for you to be able to drop in your audio so that we can incorporate those into the podcast just in case you don't have the Anchor app, etc. So let's jump into this always situation. So you all know the symbol for female. It's a circle circle with a line going down and a line across it. I asked you all on Facebook how you felt about it, so I'm gonna give some honorary shout-outs to people whose comments that I found particularly profound. So the first comment is from Kayla Cruz, and she says, always should have quietly removed the logo, no announcement, and then waited a set amount of time or until somebody noticed. I doubt anybody would have, And then, six months or however long after removing it, they make the announcement. And when people start pitching a fit, they say, we actually did this six months ago. You didn't notice. Your opinion is invalid as this little thing is obviously a no factor in your life. I also think you can feel any type of way about this, but it doesn't really affect you in any way. Just hush. Seriously. Some of us didn't even know it was there to begin with. So that's Kayla Cruz. The post is up on my Facebook page. You can go take a read through some of those comments. The next comment that gets an honorary mention is from Raven Walker, who says, I totally get inclusion, but inclusion doesn't mean disclude one group for the comfort of another. There are several genders that menstruate, but don't identify as female. I feel always should have educated their design team about those genders and creatively came up with an inclusive design for trans men, intersex, queer, non-binary, female, etc. The company seems as though they didn't want to tread in those waters, so rather than include others, they just removed the female symbol altogether. And then there lies the controversy. Austin Martin says... Some people have no idea about dignity. Imagine being born in a body you don't feel fit in. Now imagine having to walk in that body your whole life because in order to be the real you, others have to accept you for you. Why should others get to dictate your fate? But when you are supported and can become the you on the inside, you can't get basic human needs because what boy shops for tampons? He is embarrassed to even care for himself because a few basic hoes think that you need to have a genderfied label to shop for a normal body function. The lack of inhuman decency in these comments are disgusting too. Okay. And the last honorary mention goes to Trishel Leedy. And Trishel says... I don't think you should talk about this. Talk about cis heterosexual stuff. The LGBTQ community don't care for straight people thoughts on our lives. Oh God. And I gave that person an honorary mention because their comment turned into a response back and forth with people going hundreds of comments in. Then this person ended up actually cursing folks out. So this person was talking about how the insensitivity of others but was the only person cursing racial slurs and everything. And it's like, you know, we stopped to have the conversation and I wanted to highlight this comment in particular because this person says, talk about cis heterosexual stuff. The LGBTQ community doesn't care for straight people thoughts on our lives. And I was confused because I'm like, your life? We're talking about sanitary napkins and the removal of the female symbol from there to be inclusive for other people. I don't really see how this is a your or my or us versus them conversation. Apparently there's an intersectionality of many different people who have thoughts and opinions about this this is i don't really see how this is a that this is a conversation that straight people should not talk about that's the part that was really confusing to me and when i asked for further explanation they couldn't really give an explanation they really couldn't let's jump forward i want to jump around inside some of these other comments so austin was talking about how a boy doesn't want to go shopping for tampons and get his basic needs met I'm sorry, men go shopping for sanitary, any, any woman who has a man knows he's gone right into that store and bought some sanitary napkins for you, or some tampons or whatever, you already know that he has. So if there's somebody who's ignoring their basic biological functions, that's a choice that they're making because the symbol on or off the package is not, how is that going to stop a person from be, being able To get what it is that they need in the store and then the first comment with the person who was saying that always should have just created another symbol to be inclusive I actually think that that's a I think that that's a great idea create another symbol that includes you know everybody could probably look remember Prince came up with his own symbol imagine how creative they can be we're going to talk about what that symbol actually means in a moment I do think that this was a marketing ploy I think that always was in such a a flurry to be able to create a campaign to you know do some marketing where we get all of this word-of-mouth because you know the preposterous oh we've removed the, the the symbol for female off of the packaging and if you look you all know what the symbol is the circle with the line and the cross across. This is the symbol of the Ankh. This is the ancient symbol of fertility. This symbol literally means uterus. The circular part at the top is the uterus. The part that goes across are the fallopian tubes. It is literally a uterus. Only people with uteruses menstruate. Now we can talk about what a man is or a man isn't or a woman is or a woman isn't. Look, only people with uteruses menstruate. That's the thing right there. So the symbol is anatomically correct. The symbol is a uterus. People with uteruses menstruate. And so taking the symbol off for inclusivity is really moot. We talked about trans women a few episodes back, and one of the things that we discussed was the male privilege that many of them grew up in before they transitioned. So they grew up in this male privileged identity, and as a result, they create a tremendous brouhaha because of the entitlement that they feel from having grown up in a male existence. And we talked about how trans men are pretty quiet for the most part. Trans men are just living their lives as men and continuing on. And you don't really see the dust being blown up and all of the hoopla and the ruckus. However, in this case, here we go. Here we go. One, I think it's important for us to have these conversations and continue to have these conversations. And I think part of the reason that it's important to have these conversations is so that we can get on the same page of definition What is a woman? What is a man? You know, we opened up the platform on the Tanya TKO show a few weeks ago to have this discussion, and a woman is an adult human female. What makes a human female? And what makes a human female are those chromosomes. What makes a person a certain gender? It's those chromosomes. Now, I understand that trans people have a different brain function that their brains are wired differently, that their brains are neither male or female, but those chromosomes tell the story. And I think it's important to love ourselves enough to be able to acknowledge the beauty and the uniqueness of our stories so that if you were a person who had the bravery to transition, that you acknowledge that bravery in your title by calling yourself a trans woman or a trans man. When we start pretending as if the definitions of man and woman don't matter, we come into categories like this where we have people saying, well, aren't I a woman? Yet I don't use that product because I don't have a uterus, because I have XY chromosome. So why is the symbol for woman on there and I don't use those products? And then we have situations like a person who's like, well, listen, I have XX chromosomes, but I am not a woman. I am a man. And thus, why does that symbol not have the symbol for man on there? Now we all know when we look at the male symbol, what that male symbol is denoting. It has the point going outward. So the male symbol is the circle with the point going outward and the arrow. That's as plain as day. So we have more and more people coming out with more and more different ways that they identify. And I respect each individual person's journey. And I am happy and proud of people who have the courage to live their lives in the ways that they choose to live their lives. And I I can imagine that it takes a tremendous amount of courageousness to say, Listen, I was born in the wrong body. And I think it's important and imperative for us to have these conversations. However, one of the things that I'm seeing is that there's very little conversation to be had. It's either you agree with everything that I'm saying, however it is that I'm saying, or you're a hater, or you're not an ally, or you're against us, or you need to shut up and not talk. I haven't seen that there's really the middle ground for us to exist and coexist. And I find that a little bit disturbing. When we don't have the conversation, we end up with situations like this, where people now take liberties onto a space held by someone who is already in that space and say, well, I deserve to be in this space. And so now that I'm in this space, you have to change the way that things are done to make me more comfortable. And look, I completely get creating space for people to exist in their space. One of the things that I'm concerned about is I'm concerned about the encroaching into a space that already exists instead of really flourishing in the space that you can create for yourself. Now listen, I want us to hold space for people who express in different ways. And I want us to be able to find ways to coexist and happily commingle. However, I see that there's a pushing for either you agree that I am XYZ or all bets are off, or there's nothing to talk about, or you're phobic, or you're a hater. Now, remember, I opened up the platform and I said, let's have this conversation. And so we had the conversation. We hashed it out. I spent some time thinking about it. And my thought is still developing, still blossoming on the topic. Where it is that I am right now, I'm seeing the way things are playing out and it doesn't seem like trans people, intersex people, it doesn't seem like they want to create their own area. It doesn't seem like they're saying, well, you know what, let's, let's create a, a masculine sanitary napkin. Let's create what's best for us. Like instead what I see is you're going to let me into your area how I see fit to be in your space and in your area. And it doesn't feel friendly and it definitely doesn't feel inclusive. It feels very intrusive as a matter of fact. And I wonder how we can be able to have these conversations and how we can create space for people who deserve their space. And look, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, I don't know. That's why I'm willing to have the conversation and continue to evolve my thought process on this. I'm sure that the journey, first realizing that something is different, and then the journey that it takes to be able to live your truth, I'm sure that that is an arduous journey. And when I say this, what I'm about to say may be controversial, but I want you to hear me out. I believe that there is a, an amount of mental unwellness that will exist in anybody who has to deal with such duress. Being born into the wrong body, I'm sure, is traumatizing. And growing with what this means, especially when those hormones dictated by your sex start to kick in. It can be a traumatizing time for people whose bodies are going to begin to grow in a way that they don't want them to grow. Whether that means budding breast or growing facial hair. I can imagine that this is a time that is, I mean look, life under ordinary circumstances is very trying with the tribulations that we have in just regular everyday living. Now when you add those, the issues that come along with being incarnated into human form in the first place and all of the trials and tribulations that come along with that, but then also add on top of that being born into the wrong body. And I can imagine that there is a level of mental unwellness that exists in that mere fact alone. And I encourage everyone to please be able to get the support that they need along their individual journey so that we can work through what's going on on the inside of each one of us and be able to step out there into the world healthy and whole regardless of what our gender is regardless of what we consider our sexuality to be and just do what it is that we that we need to do for ourselves to make sure that we are living our best lives and representing as our best selves. So on that note, I wanna hear your thoughts about the always maxi pad thing that's going on. Me personally, I don't wear maxi pads. I wear a menstrual cup. So that really doesn't affect me. My thoughts on it, I stopped using sanitary napkins years ago. I live off of the grid, I like minimalism, I like to reduce waste, reuse and recycle things. So, me personally, I don't even use maxi pads, but when I did, Always was the, was the brand of choice for me. And Always knows who their clients are. The majority of the people who use Always identify as women. I think this is a wonderful opportunity for creativity and being able to find a space for people to exist in a way that feels comfortable for them. I know if I were still buying maxi pads this would have definitely made me as a client feel ostracized. Like I said it's necessary for us to have these conversations. On the last note before we jump into this quick break I'm gonna say when we don't create our own lanes What ends up happening is now we have trans women in sports fracturing the skulls of bio-women. We have things like Caitlyn Jenner being voted Woman of the Year. And we have things like trans women demanding that they get representation in Black Girls Rock. And, you know, there's a racial component to it, too, where black women are used as the mules to push the platforms of many different people's agendas. However, that's a conversation for another day. We're gonna jump into this break and then we're going to come back with what would you do Wednesday where we are doing our little skit. So this is the first one. I want you to tell me what it is that you think. I want you to come over to the Anchor app and drop your what would you do. Tell us what would you do. You can also write to me if you're a subscriber. You definitely have the email address to be able to write directly to me. So if you're not a subscriber, make sure that you are over on tanyatko.com forward slash podcast and sign up for a monthly subscription. Get that email address and submit your opinion in a way that you make sure that I see it because you're in that special group of subscribers with the exclusive email address. Okay, so stay tuned for the break. Hey, baby.
4: Hey, what's going? How you doing?
0: No, I'm going to need you to cut this lawn for me.
4: You're talking about your lawn at your house? Yes. Oh, okay. House. <laughs> well, you know I got you. You know I got you. But here, check this out. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take $10 off, and it's only going to be 35 a cut. <laughs> what?
1: 35 <laughs> What?
4: <laughs> I don't even understand. $35 a cut, because this is what I do. It's my side business. You know it's my hustle. And I definitely don't want to seem like I'm working for free. I mean, time and money.
1: We've been seeing each other for a year.
4: Okay. And I've been doing this business for six months. And you know this.
0: You know something? No, I'm sorry. Nah, son. We can't be fucking and I'm paying you at the same time. It ain't going to go down like that. Nah.
4: So so I'm supposed to feel like I'm, I'm working for free?
0: It ain't working for free, but you ain't getting money and pussy, so now I'm paying you for dick?
4: Paying me to cut your lawn. Wow. You know what?
0: You know what? I'm good.
4: I'm good. I'm done. We done. So now now you good?
0: We done. No, we done. I'm good. We done.
4: So now you good because I'm just telling you how I run my business? This is
0: over. You know what? I, I... I can't put my finger quite on it, but something about this don't feel right. All right, you know, and I just I can't. I'm good. I'm good.
4: That sounds like some hater shit, but okay.
0: Hey, what? You know what? All right, thanks. Peace, you and your your damn lawnmower. Whatever. okay so that was me and my boy cook wayne that's the first skit for what would you do wednesday so that's the scenario and so i want to hear your point of view what is it that you would do so this is the scenario a guy and a girl have been dating for a year she wants him to cut the lawn but he's saying that he's going to charge her and you know he's going to give her a little discount or whatever but Still, tell me how you feel about that. (laughs) You can send me a voice message on Anchor. You can also send me an email or on the page on tanyatko.com forward slash podcast you can write your comment in the comment area down at the bottom of the page I want to hear your thoughts and I'm going to read a few of your thoughts on Friday when we do freestyle Friday I want to I'm going to read some of your thoughts on there. so make sure that you get yours in and if you're a subscriber you'll have the personal email address to reach right out to me to make sure that I get your note or your message so yeah I want to hear what would you do whether you're male or female I want to hear from both sides who's right Who's wrong? And if you like these What Would You Do Wednesday skits, please let me know that too. And for the people who are subscribers, send me those memes and those questions and those, those scenarios that you're seeing coming up on your social media feeds so that I can find somebody and we act this out. All right, so listen, we're going to jump into another quick break. Make sure that you leave your messages for me on the Anchor app. Remember the anchor app is the only place as of now that you can leave voice messages and for the people who are subscribers if you would like to be able to do like a Dropbox kind of thing let me know and I'll set that up. You know I'm thorough like that. Look at how we got this whole website together over this past week. I'm telling you I'll be on it. (laughs) So let's jump into this quick break and when we come back we're going to hear from some goddesses who had some concerns about sex and sexuality when they're not being pleased in the ways that they need to be pleased. So stay tuned for that.
2: Hey, Tanya. I am loving the podcast. You're doing an amazing job. I'm definitely going to be a supporter. I just wanted to make a quick comment about the podcast. We talked about the pastor and the naked barber. And when we just talked about exploring sexuality, our proclivities with our partners, I feel for Black women when it comes to our relationships, especially in heterosexual relationships, I feel like there's so much dysfunction and breakdown. It's very hard to be able to explore your fantasies and what somebody wants and feel in that way when all these other things are not taken care of. You're not taken care of. There's no softness for um, Black women. We, We don't feel safe with our partners. And most of the times, you're not even getting an orgasm the what we would perceive as a normal way of having sex. So I feel like it's like, "Mm -mm, listen, I'm not going to eat your butt after working 60 hours a week. It's just, it's just what it is. And I'm not saying it's right, but it's something we really got to talk about because we're not for. Oh, 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 listen, how homegirl said,
0: I'm not going to eat your butt after working 60 hours a week no listen girlfriend I do not blame who wanna work all them hours tired and then gotta go stick your face up between some man here he asks, no so basically the the commentary and I'm gonna tell you about the orbitals that I'm that I'm hearing between the lines what I'm hearing is that when you're with a man who is not allowing you to be soft who is not really taking care of things and going above and beyond that you really don't have the space you don't there, there isn't the space that is already set by him doing the things that he needs to do as a man for you to be able to bust it out and feel freaky enough to skin out or brock out and flip it and bust it down. So listen, I can definitely understand that. And the arbitral there is you're leaving a voice message imagining a person who is not fulfilling you and you having to go shove your face into his vinaigrette salad at the, oh Lord been choking down work all week. Now you gotta go shove your face between his buns. Why are you imagining a scenario in which you're not fulfilled? A scenario in which you cannot explore yourself and explore the sexuality and the sensuality in this relationship. You're coming from a place of lack and you're imagining a lack filled situation where now on top of all of this drudgery, now you got to jump down on your knees and put your face between his hairy ash cheeks and then lick out his rim and rectum. I mean, who would, who would want to do that? Let's project what it is that we do want. What type of scenario would need to exist For you to feel comfortable exploring those things in a long-term committed monogamous relationship. So let's create what it is that we want. Not focus on what it is that we don't want. If you're talking about 60 hours a week, we're talking about working 12 hours a day. And if you have a job like most people's jobs, you're not doing what it is that you want to do. You're slaving away for somebody else to become wealthy. You're just a cog in the wheel you're not really feeling taken care of and pampered as a woman you have to rest in your femininity you have to be able to be afforded the space to rest in your femininity and some of you called for a goddess retreat and yes that's something that it seems that we're going to have to do get all of you off of the grid and come out into these realms someplace with a really high vibration and come together and do the types of feminine healing that we need to do. So yes, so that we can attract the types of relationships into our lives that are nutritive and healthy and allow us to be able to be feminine because we feel so catered to and so taken care of that we have the additional time and space to be able to do the pamperings that we need to really allow us to lavish On to our man. Let's play this next message and then jump right back in.
1: I have been in situations with men who wanted to be pegged. And it was not quite, it wasn't a comfortable situation for me at all. But I was curious and I wanted to know. So that is how it even got that far to reach to, to me being, to them being able to trust me up because I never really I didn't score I didn't score on or or was repulsed by it or anything like that it's just that I had the experience and I realized it's just something I don't like so I wouldn't want to have a partner that want to be pegged but there are men out there that do like to be pegged and I don't think that that uh they should be bashed for it or be called homosexual because they they were perfectly great and they were good men so I don't know Maybe it's just me, but that was my experience with men that like to get fed.
0: Men that like to get pegged, uh, yeah. And so first, thank you all so much for your messages. So here we have another goddess who is feeling as if men demand so much and that she's not really able to get the type of orgasm that she wants or the type of loving that she needs to be able to then turn around and go to peg him that they're demanding so much of you that now this is something else added to the sets of demands well listen first of all listen every man is not going to want to be pegged every man is going to have a different type of fantasy but you know you also have your fantasies too and every relationship is not a good fit You know, so here we have, again, coming from a place of lack, imagining these situations where there is just so much impounding upon us that we just can't imagine something else. Like, you're not being taken care of. And this is a theme that I'm seeing among a lot of black women. Like we talked about in the beginning of the show, how there are some men who are like, oh, you hate men by asking more of us by asking us to be more than mediocre, by asking us to be more than subpar. And ladies, we've got to do what it is that we need to do. Look, I created a course called Will My Man Be Wealthy? Before I published this course, I allowed some of my colleagues to hear it, women who are also high earners, who attract high earning men into their lives, And the feedback that I received is, wow, you know what? This is so profound. I didn't even realize that these were the things that I was just naturally gravitating towards. And to hear you lay lay it out so plainly, really kind of just put things in perspective that I didn't even realize that I was looking for a wealthy man or or attracted or gravitating towards wealthy men. They were just certain characteristics that I felt more in tune and more aligned with. And those types of men just happened to be wealthy. So ladies, I implore you, get the course. The course is only 29 dollars on my website. At this time where you hear this recording right now, it is only $29.99. So go and get that and learn the things that you need to look into to see whether or not the man that you're gambling on is a good gamble or a bad bet. You know, poor men will attempt to try to turn you off from men who are wealthy because they're like, oh, these, these, they could be abusive, they could be this, they could be that. When I've actually found the opposite to be true, I find that men who are naturally wealthy, that they have a work ethic that goes above and beyond. I find that men who are on the, the poor track or the fast track to poordom they're the ones who are angry and they they they're mad at their boss. They're working jobs they don't want to work. They don't feel like a man. They taking it out on you. They aggressing it at home and it's those are the men that I that I find. Like I had a roommate who was broke broke, like he was broke and he was vile and violent and angry. And he he was always complaining and bitching, and it was such a turnoff. And it got to the point that he was like, oh, yeah, I already know Tanya. And he was like, you like that that woman from from Oz. You know, the one who was like, don't nobody bring me no bad news. If you're going to bring me something, bring me something I can use. But don't nobody bring me no bad news no bad news no bad news don't nobody bring me no bad news he used to say that I was like the woman who was like don't bring me no bad news but that wasn't the case I just didn't want to hear his whining and complaining and wallowing in victim energy while simultaneously not doing anything about with his plot in life so it was like he would just come home and just be whining, complaining. And that's because I just after a while, I didn't want to hear it no more. And then as things decomposed in our roommate situation, I started to see the true nature of a person, of a man who is not fulfilled in work, who doesn't feel like a man outside in the world and how he tries to flex that at home. Those of you who have been listening to me since 2008 you remember that horrifying situation where the police had to even get involved. So one thing that I found is that these issues like people who are high earners. Many of them are overachievers, like that woman talking about Amber Geiger, talking about she worked a 14-hour day. I laughed and said, for me, that's a Monday. Doggone, it's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday too. I literally wake up about 4 o'clock in the morning, every morning, and I work till about 9 p.m. at night. This is how I'm able to crank out so many broadcasts, do all of this editing, write books, write put out orders, do this, do that, create new pages, create new graphics, all this, that, and the other. I'm able to do this because I, I dive into my work. I love what it is that I'm doing, and I just have this internal driving force. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 13 years old. This is why when I made that list, will my man be wealthy? There are certain clues and cues that you can see to know whether or not this person has what it takes to really get on the other side of poverty. And for black women especially, I want us to listen to that because I want us to be able to do the things that we need to do to get on the other side of it as well and carrying around an anchor. Like some of these things that you're talking about, remember I say how you do anything is how you do everything. And underachieving is a mindset. The man who is not putting his all in there to get you where you need to be is the same man who's not giving his all out there in life to get where he needs to be. It's a pattern. These things are a part of our human makeup, who it is that we are as a person. Who it is that we have cultivated and created ourselves to be. I remember in my 20s, I approached a guy. He was fine too. Oh my God. Big bodied Jamaican brolic man walking down in downtown Manhattan. And I saw him and I shot my shot. Oh yes, I did. And we actually ended up dating. We dated for a really long time too. But I noticed that the same lack of incentive that he took which didn't allow him to approach me in the first place because he saw me and he was attracted to me and we got along pretty well because we dated for years and stayed friends for years as well but the same lack of incentive that he took in not approaching me was the same lack of incentive that he took in work and in his career and we ended up losing touch when he lost his apartment and had to move out of new york listen Listen, listen, so this is, listen, like I said, I attract men who have money, but when I went out there using my eyes and my, my thighs to, to, to get this man's, oh my gracious, it was a very interesting dynamic, and I sat there in the height of TKO's skin in all of my abundance, and he was, ugh. I don't know how even, I don't I don't want to disrespect the memory of the man because he was good people's, but he just had a poverty mindset. And it ultimately led him into being evicted from his apartment and having to move off somewhere. And, you know, this was before Facebook and all these other ways to really truly stay in touch took off. So I don't know where man is now, but... He was, he was cool people. Look, ain't nothing wrong with, like, some of these people are very nice people, nice men. However, if you want a certain type of life, it takes more than just being a nice person. Everybody isn't a good fit just because you fit. You know what I mean? Just because you fit. Like, he and I, we fit. We, we got along well. It was cool, but... When all was said and done, I had a different idea for my life. And then when that eviction came and we lost touch, well, where more are we going to go from there? You know what I'm saying? Where more are we going to go from there? So get yourself that course, Will My Man Be Wealthy? And know what to look for. Know And then cal- recalibrate yourself for success. So that you attract success into your life, not just in the form of a man, but in, in, in all areas of your life. That's what Goddess Off the Grid is all about unplugging from that old matrix and replugging into a new one, one that nurtures you and propels you into living your best life. And lastly, on that note, communication is key. Because I found that not, not many of us are really, truly communicating about how it is that we feel, what it is that we need, and how we feel about what it is that we're receiving. And then we get these little hurts and infractions in our relationships. We don't speak up about them, and then they compound. And they get compounded interest until the point that you are sitting across from a person or laying across from a person, and you can't even stand the way they breathe. It's like even just listening to them inhale just irks your soul. And so listen, on that note, we're going to jump out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in for this broadcast. Make sure that you share, make sure that you support the podcast by going over to tanyatko.com forward slash podcast, or goddessoffthegrid.com it'll lead you to the same website. There are charts there that'll let you know what it is that you'll get in exchange for your contribution. There's also a button there to do a one-time donation. As you know, I have hypnotherapeutic MP3s on my website to help you release stress and forgive. And I'm working on more MP3s, especially now that I have this banging audio system that I got for the podcast. Don't I sound good? You know what? So listen, on that note go out there and love one another, but most importantly, love yourself. And part of loving yourself is knowing your truth, speaking your truth, and allowing only the truth, what it is that you know to be true into your life. We'll jump more into that in another podcast. I love you all very, very much. Tanya TKO, and I am out. If you're going to bring me something, bring me something I can use. But don't nobody bring me no bad news. No bad news. No bad news. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. (laughs) I love you all very much. Tanya TKO. And I'm out. Peace. Come over to TanyaTKO.com.
2: Hello to all my goddesses and gods out there. I have so much to say in response to this particular podcast, but right now I just have to jump right in and say uh, I believe it was Pablo Neruda, the quote, um, you can cut all the flowers, but you cannot keep spring from coming. And that's the feeling that I immediately got when uh, Tanya you said that, you know, we can try to shut you up, but it doesn't keep the conversation from happening. And it doesn't kill the energy it's just going to transform it this conversation needs to be had about sexuality the conversation about the words we use and labeling the conversations about power and i thank you for this podcast
1: Hi, Tanya. My name is Jamie, and I've been with you since 2009, 2010. I followed you from every platform, YouTube, Facebook, and I'm now listening to your podcast. So thank you for that. And I really appreciate you, the focus you've been putting on race relations in America. I was born and raised in the Caribbean, so... Um, I wasn't really used to this sort of dynamic um, and being able to listen to you and put things in perspective really has um, given me a new filter to really pay attention to my surroundings so thank you. Um, And also I wanted to suggest you know some to have a a somewhat of a goddess retreat for the women in your audience who, who are healed or are healing or woke so to speak to have um, a safe place to go and recharge and connect together and continue to grow together. All right. Thank you. Love you. Bye.